Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast with Evan Dunn Baritone, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is episode 54. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo! By the time this episode comes out, we will have our baby. For now, we are waiting to get induced tomorrow morning. Um, That's like 12 hours away from now. (laughs) We are super prepared. We have some family and friends to watch the other two kids. We've cleaned the house. We've done some meal prep, gotten ahead in our work. Everything is ready to go. We just need the baby. (laughs) I've said it before, but I am so looking forward to the joys and the challenges of having this baby. I was thinking about the difficulties of parenting the other day and wondering if I'm actually ready for a third child. And I realized that in the past, when I thought about this question before one of my children was born, I would feel worried. I knew there would be joys and challenges, but I was mentally trying to kind of hold the challenges at arm's length while hoping that the baby would be an easy baby, not cause too much trouble. And when I've had those thoughts this time around, I've been preparing my brain with my thought work to not only know that there will be challenges, which I think I always knew in the past, but instead of hoping to avoid them, I've been thinking about what it will look like to embrace them embrace all of the feelings into my life, grow into the challenge instead of fighting it constantly. And you know what? Working on your thoughts and your mind, your feelings, your emotional health, all of this is such a journey. It takes small, consistent efforts that compound over time to make you healthier mentally. I am so glad that you have decided to take a few minutes out of your day to listen to this podcast to learn about taking care of your emotional wellness. That shows that you want to take those steps. I would just encourage you not to just listen and leave it at that. Listening will help you gain some benefits, certainly, but when you begin to develop an actual practice that you can do every day and throughout each day when you are feeling great, when you are feeling horrible, and and you can develop techniques that help you specifically, that is where your real power lies. I'd love for you to email me and let me know where you are on this journey and we can come up with some ideas for where you'd like to get. I just can't believe how far I have come in my emotional health. It feels unreal to me. I feel confident in myself. I know that I can experience all the feels and that I will be okay. I have a stronger relationship with people around me. I experience less tension and stress. It's hard for me to detail all of the myriad ways that my wellness has improved from learning how to manage my thoughts. And this is exactly what I hope for you. I know you can do it. 
Thank you so much for joining with me today and, and taking this step for you. Speaking of my journey, I had my first live audition that I've had in a, a little while. It was a musical theater audition and going into it, I knew a few things. I knew that I was a little underprepared because I found about found out about it um, literally the day of the audition, which was yesterday. I knew that I wanted to show what I've been working on as an actor, and I was really looking forward to feeling a little more confident in my acting ability since I've been working hard on it. And I also was really excited to practice my thoughts before the audition, during, and after the audition. And here is how it went. I walked in, I presented myself in the best way that I knew how, and I was ready to sing. The pianist was an amazing instrumentalist, but she maybe wasn't used to playing for singers so much. Um, anyway, she kind of zoomed ahead of me a little, and they they just had this little electric piano in the audition room, and I couldn't really hear it very well. So she finished the piece, and I was still in the middle of my piece. <laughs> and so the song turned out to be a bit of a disaster. And, you know, I started getting stressed halfway through because I could tell we weren't together, but I couldn't quite hear it. So I stopped physicalizing the movement and the acting the way that I wanted to and the way that I planned because I had to focus so much on <laughs> just trying to get through the song. It was really exciting, I guess you could say. <laughs> I tried to keep my composure. And when the song was over and I was getting kind of mentally ready to do the monologue that they'd assigned me, I tried to breathe, take my time, set up, and live in the circumstances of the scene. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure how well I did because... It kind of just zoomed by, <laughs> like I didn't really get to think about it. If you've been an audition, maybe you know how that feels. But the thing is, is I did it. And when I came out, I told Hannah that I did have my own back. I walked through some of my thoughts, and I really felt great about my efforts. Now, this story is nice, but... <laughs> It got really interesting when I woke up suddenly at two in the morning this morning and I had this wave, like a giant wave of shame wash over me. I started telling myself that I had ruined the audition by trying to do too much, that I had looked like an idiot and that they would never hire me. And honestly, I told myself that I should feel humiliated. <laughs> And all of this shame happened in an instant, like the snap of a fingers. And all of these thoughts were just kind of simultaneously happening, basically without conscious attention to the thoughts. I realized that this was the moment that I had been preparing for. This was my chance to prove to myself that I actually did have my back, that I could love myself more in this moment, and that I didn't need their approval anyway. So I started noticing my thoughts, my feelings, and I realized that I was telling myself some lies. So I rectified some of those lies in my brain with my thoughts. And then 
as I was thinking about these feelings, I realized that there was one feeling that I did want to experience without changing it. And that was a feeling of mourning. I wanted to be able to mourn the fact that I wanted to go into an audition and own it. And I hadn't really, and, and it hadn't gone to plan. I didn't want to whine or moan about things I couldn't control or like tell myself lies to beat myself up. I simply wanted to allow myself to feel what it felt like to be sad until it passed. And it probably took two or three minutes for that feeling of mourning to feel like I had felt it and owned it. And that was great. Then I realized that I also wanted to make sure that I was being really honest with myself, that if there was something that I could take away from my ex- my audition experience that I'd like to do better next time that I wanted to, I wanted to be able to acknowledge that. And so I did that and I realized some things that I could work on for the next time. It was this kind of amazing culmination of all the skills that I have worked on in my thought work. I realized that I had used my thoughts to change some feelings while at the same time choosing to feel the feeling of mourning. And then I released myself of the pressure of achieving any results or impressing anybody. But I also took responsibility of things that I'd like to improve upon. It seems so contradictory sometimes to think of these things going together. Like how contradictory does it sound to say I am going to choose to feel my feelings but I'm also going to change feelings with my thoughts. Or it also seems contradictory to say, I'm going to take responsibility for my growth, but also totally forgive myself, love myself, and not take the the whole thing too seriously. But I got to experience all of those things wrapped up into this really, truly beautiful and painful experience. And it kept me from getting all the sleep last night that I needed. But really, that is the work that I do with my clients. And it turned out to be a totally amazing experience. The other takeaway that I really wanted to share with you all is another benefit Um, from my mental practice that I noticed at the audition and just in the last couple days of my work. I have talked about some of my technical voice issues in the past, how I've been working with a teacher to rectify the vibrato action in my voice. I gave myself permission to step back and to slow down my career, love my voice for what it was, give it the attention that it needed, and also notice that I needed to change some things. Same thing with my acting. I've struggled with acting from the very beginning, and I finally started studying acting technique, taking some classes at a local university. And the third thing, that this might sound small, but has been important to my acting and to my vocal technique, has been working on my back health. I had horrible posture. I'm a really tall person and I ended up with my head always jutting out and I kind of had this hunched over shoulders and some other issues. 
And it hampered my ability to look convincing as an actor on the stage and also made it harder for me to open my throat consistently in my technique. And I started working on my posture three years ago with dozens of specific exercises and stretches that I learned. Um, And they have helped me to have a healthier back, which is great for my career, great for the health of my life. Um, I imagine that if I can keep a healthy back that I'll really appreciate that when I'm 90 years old. (laughs) And I had this overwhelming feeling, especially after my audition, of total gratitude for myself. I realized that I had given myself huge gifts from my past. It's making me feel really emotional thinking about it. I've been doing the most tedious, boring back exercises every day for three years. (laughs) I mean, how boring is that? I've been working on my thoughts, building habits out of those thoughts, learning to love myself and also wanting more for myself all, all together. And these things compile together to help me figure out how to lean into the future that I desire for myself. It's just amazing. And that is what I believe self-care really is, my friends. Using my thoughts to create confidence and, and love myself, creating habits out of those feelings and changing my future results. I think that we often have ideas of what we'd like to accomplish in the future. Like how many people say, I'd love to be a millionaire. I'd love to sing at the mat. I'd love to get fit and run a marathon or something. We get all excited in the moment and we even start a project. But it really is hard to create a habit. Doing work by small degrees over time is not easy because you don't always get to see the results. You start to feel bored. You're tired of doing the work. You don't want to do it anymore. And that isn't because there's anything wrong with you or your brain. It's just how it is. It's just how life is. (laughs) But there is a way to overcome these feelings. And you guessed it. It all has to do with your thoughts. If you have a strong mental practice, then you are able to continually create the feelings that you need to keep working on your goals. You'll be more persistent and able to deal with the boredom because you can create better feelings. And it is possible to do something, to do make an action in your life without using a feeling to motivate you. But it is harder to keep doing something without that feeling over time. Um, it's harder than if you use the feeling to keep energizing your efforts. So if you want to just keep trying to sh- struggle and struggle and struggle, you know, that's possible, but it's it's harder. But if you use your thoughts to create feelings of confidence and energizing and motivation of seeing into your future and feeling those feelings now, then you will be much more excited to keep working on those things. You won't notice all the results very often. It's like the temperature changing one degree at a time. Like ice is still frozen at 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And still frozen at 31, but at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, all of a sudden it begins to melt. 
Does that mean that the temperature climb that it took to get from 28 to 29 or 29 to 30 wasn't important because it hadn't started to melt yet? Of course not. You have to get to 30 before you can get to 31. And you have to get to 31 degrees before you can get to 32 and start to see that ice melting. But one day in your future, the future that you create for yourself, whether you believe it or not, whether you choose to use um, thoughts to create the future that you want or not, you are creating that future. And one day you'll look back and hopefully you'll be able to look back feeling so much gratitude for all the little efforts that you've created for yourself. You have chosen to use this simple tool, your thoughts, to create the life that you envision for yourself. That is a simple tool, but it's extremely powerful. So I'd like to invite you to go ahead and do some meditating or some writing and try to envision yourself as a 90-year-old person. Like I said, I envision myself as a 90-year-old person with happy, healthy posture, <laughs> with a back that, you know, I'm, I don't envision myself being able to squat a million pounds when I'm 90, but I want to be healthy in the, the ways that I can envision for myself. So, do this exercise, write down, try to think of what type of life you'd like to have when you're 90. And then pick one thing that you envision and start with that. Go ahead and email me the thing. Tell me the thing that you would like to accomplish. I'd love to hear what you dream of for yourself and then help you come up with a plan to create a practice that makes it happen. Or just go ahead and sign up for a free sample session following the link in the notes. You are so powerful. You are creative. The world needs your voice. So stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 